Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are the world's oldest video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? I'm really tired, Steve. Really tired. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. I've not done, you know, I haven't done a huge amount today. I did actually get a notification just as I traipsed up to the shed that I've got 10,000 steps in today. Congratulations. Which is the first time in a long, long, thank you. First time in a, in a long, long time. But, um, you know, I had a little walk around with my children earlier on in the day. But beyond that, nothing too uh, strenuous. And yeah, I'm just super tired. It might have something to do with the fact that um, uh, I cooked a kilogram's worth of roast potatoes um, wow. at four o'clock. Yeah. And uh, me, my wife and my two children devoured them and I, well i included my wife but really it was me and my two children that scoffed <laughs> scoffed the majority of them uh, so perhaps that's it congratulations um i went out for the first time the other day i mean not obviously for the first time i went out for a meal let me Did be more you? specific about this i went out for a meal for the first time in goodness knows how long like 12 18 months uh the other day uh, went to a Chinese restaurant in Ballam, sat outside. They only had a slot at 5.30. That's how busy what? everything is. Dinner time. Well, it was lucky uh, because it, they didn't have any heat lamps. They got pretty cold. Right. Uh, okay. It was, it was worth it, and it feels like things are slowly returning to normal, which we've been saying for a little while on uh, One Life Left. Uh, but it's exciting, isn't it? I'm excited for the summer, despite, like you, being incredibly tired all the time. All the time. I wonder if that will change. I don't think so. I came into that London this week, and it was almost as if no one had told London about the coronavirus. I went. <laughs> I went for lunch in a in a in a swanky part of town, um, a part of town I don't normally go to, obviously. But all the all the shops were open. Everybody mm. was sat outside eating. It was heaving. Mm. I was like, don't you know? There's a pandemic going on. Oh, which reminds me, I got my jab. Congratulations. Thanks. Um, 
Which one? AstraZeneca, of course. Of course. It's all the cool I'm no kids. coward. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have the most risky. Um, <laughs> obviously, I'm a few years older than you, Steve. And the you know, talking to you from the future here, the one thing that no one has ever mentioned to me, um, you know, like people go, well, you know, the thing about getting older is, you know, your bones begin to hurt, you know, you're tired all the time, et cetera, et cetera. No one told me um, how uh, much more teary you can get when you're getting older right and so um when i went for my vaccination i, I had it done in letchworth in the old grammar in the old grammar school i think it was mm. uh, but you know right from the moment you're sort of walking up and people are directing you in and everybody's behaving themselves and sat in their uh, on their their plastic chairs in in rows and columns and being called in and being very orderly and then you know you sit down and there are two nhs staff that are talking you through everything that's about to happen da, 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 and you go yeah cool they, they give you a sticker at the end of it you sort of walked out i got i got a, i genuinely got a little bit overwhelmed did you i d- i didn't actually cry no, okay of course not, of course not. <laughs> but, of course not. but um yeah just this sense that you know there's so many people involved in in uh in the effort to get something in my arm i mean i'm, I'm sure that's what well, sorry that's not why mm. the vaccine was invented for, specifically for me but i was uh able to enjoy some of its benefits so yeah i've got to just sit in the shed for another week or so and then you're in and then i'm out yeah i'm out how um how how did you feel the day after because i felt a bit uh bit rattled the day after no i was fine although i was talking to charles cecil um the day before i was getting it done and he said oh you know we, we, we should have a catch-up tomorrow so, so i said, said that we're getting the um getting the jab done he said well you're gonna feel awful on mm. wednesday and i said um oh i said i hope not he said no he said that's the sign of a healthy immune system if you overreact to it ah so, so you're okay immune I, felt, system. I, I felt literally nothing <laughs> been through worse mate is that all you've got yeah (laughs) yeah well good well well done we're both vulnerable now as i understand that's how it works so well done us um how's your research for the news gone this week well it's been uh slim pickings but Mm. i've got a few news stories don't you worry all right okay let's begin Source for us, uh, Steve, in this format, Rock Paper Shotgun. <laughs> for a minute, I thought you might have gone straight to Bloomberg. <laughs> no, uh, Rock Paper, paper Shotgun. Um, I will admit that I was, uh, I actually went to find someone who'd written about this story because I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock Paper Shotgun, who have been PC gaming since 1873, they claim. Uh, Graham Smith, editor-in-chief, wrote on the 20th of April, Microsoft have been dipping their toes into cloud streaming games for a while now, but today sees the launch of an Xbox cloud gaming beta for Windows 10 PCs. What this means is that some paying subscribers of Xbox Game Pass Ultimates will be invited to a closed beta whereby they can play games in their web browser without the need for a lengthy download and install beforehand. Microsoft announced the beta's launch earlier today. Invitees will be able to play over 100 Xbox Game Pass games through Chrome, Safari, 
or Microsoft's own Edge browser. This is a limited beta, so invites will be sent out to players gradually as Microsoft gather feedback they hope to open the service up to all members in the coming months. You so, excited about this? You talk about it as if it's in the future, Steve. <laughs> um, let me tell you, so I, I was um, I was moan- I, I had a call with uh, my Microsoft chums during the week, and uh, I spoke to them after this had been announced. I said, oi! I said, when am I getting my invite, right? I'm a Game Pass Ultimate member, mm-hmm. as we know. I paid about three quid for three years' worth of uh, <laughs> um, membership, but still, you know, valued yeah. member. I wasn't invited. I, you know, I, I got my. I was invited to apply for my COVID jab before this. Um, and so uh, my Microsoft chum said, "Well, send me your game, your gamer tag, and I'll get that sorted for you." I forgot to send him my my gamer tag, <laughs> so I don't know whether uh, he would have been able to pull a few strings for me. But what, what I did was, um, a couple of days ago, I just thought, "Oh, hang on a minute." Like lots of people seem to be playing it, and it and it turns out that you don't actually need an invite. Um, so as long as you, well, I didn't. I don't know. Are they, are they rolling it out uh, like the COVID jabs by sort of age group age group? It is and the yeah, clinically it's vulnerable first. <laughs> it's whether you've been uh, Xbox since day one, right. uh, totally Xbox. Uh, they know that I've got that tattoo, so um, <laughs> I was able to play it. Um, it's a revelation, Steve. It's it's it's. So the reason why I wanted, uh, I, I went out of my way to get involved in this is that I I wanted to play, not buy, um, MLB the Show, uh, the Sony game, which is available on PlayStation. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's available on Xbox as well as PlayStation for the first time this year. Um, now I was a bit annoyed because uh, it's not available on PC. Hmm. But it is now. You can play it. I was playing a Sony game via a virtual Xbox on my PC. What a crazy world we live in. And it's it's better than just being available on your PC. It's available inside your web browser so you can multitask. Exactly. Switch between tabs while you're playing baseball. Excuse me, Steve. I just need to receive a, a pitch. <laughs> um, that, that was me talking baseball. And, yeah. It's, and so, um, you know, uh, streaming uh, is... Is is pretty good these get these days. Um, I've not played a huge amount of MLB the Show. It was more a proof of concept for me just to see how it run. But I've done my my batting and pitching training, and I've I've started um, a season um, as the Toronto Blue Jays, of course. But yeah, it's crazy. What on earth? What's going on, Steve? Hmm. How? Who'd have thought this time last year we'd be playing? Sony exclusive games via virtual Xbox on our PC browsers while sat in a shed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a, uh, a thought experiment for you. Uh, you do not have an Xbox Series S, do you? I've got an S, I don't have an X. Okay. All right. Okay, so this thought experiment doesn't work as well as mm. I'd imagined, but uh, <laughs> maybe we can do and add an extra layer to it. If you didn't have that, um, would you now uh, be less inclined to buy one? Because what's the yes. point? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, you are only restricted at the moment to Game Pass games. Mm-hmm. There are there are blooming loads of those, and it's only certain certain Game Pass games. Um, but you know, presumably they're going to add to it and roll it out. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy good. Excellent. Okay, I look forward to when it reaches my uh, age group. I look forward to playing it. <laughs> Playing it myself. Um, here's a news story, although it's, it's more of a puff piece, really. Uh, it's by Stephanie Nunnally. It's for VG247. 
Um, Steam's next sale is during Golden Week. Uh, Steam looks to kick off its annual Golden Week sale on April 29th. That's basically it. Steam are doing another sale. Now, um, this just got me thinking, is there any week when Steam isn't doing a sale? Because every time I pop pop up sale uh, pop up steam there's something on the banner something's on sale somewhere um and uh, what's the difference between this and any other sale they've got year round that's a good question sorry i was thinking i was thinking then about what i'm allowed to say and what i'm not allowed to say mm. Well, I can tell you what it says here, uh, like yeah. about the previous Golden Week sale. That was uh, last year, April 30th to May 6th, and it featured discounts on games like uh, Byronic Man Favourite, Monster Hunter World, Dark Souls 3, Resident Evil 2 Remake, and lots of big titles like that. Plenty of other titles developed by Japanese studios. So that's the implication that the Golden Week sale uh, concentrates on um, Japanese-released games. Uh... Yeah, I, yeah, um, I agree. It certainly feels like um, you would be a fool to play to pay full price for any of the mm. blockbusting titles. That's for sure, and I'm I'm certain that that is affecting launches. You know, we mentioned it before, but particularly um, with games that tend to come out towards the end of the year, if you if you wait a month, they are a third off, a half off, often. <laughs> And certainly once you get into the January sales, you know, all you've had to do, because how often have we seen it where you've bought a game on sale and then never played it until mm. it's discounted even further? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Have, you, have, you, have you got your eye on anything then, Steve? Well, funnily enough, um, uh, the thing, I was just looking for a news story about this so I could bring it up, but I might as well talk about it now. Um in, you know, the secret Facebook group that I've talked oh, about yeah. before. Yeah, the yeah, secret yeah. one that everyone's in, apart from you. Um, everyone was getting quite excited about Sony's next big release, which I think is happening this week, which is uh, Housemark's new game, Returnal. Mm. Now, I don't have a PS5. Nor do I. We don't yet, because Sony uh, haven't got round to our age bracket yet <laughs> on the PS5 distribution. Um, but... Uh, really, really excited about playing that game uh, at some point. But what I didn't realise was, and wasn't, it was more a case of I hadn't really put two and two together that that game's coming out at the new RRP for full price video games, which is what seventy seventy dollars is it seventy dollars? Yes, it is. Um, and this is quite a departure, especially for Housemark, whose games are right. traditionally, you know, um, not not yeah, not that. Um, you know, they usually hit sorry. the sort of PSN bracket of around twenty dollars. Now, by all accounts, this game is absolutely brilliant. I've I've only read amazing things about it, and I'm not surprised by that. I love Housemark; they're one of my favorite video game developers uh, as people, but also. Uh, from their catalogue, like some of my favourite games, and of course, if Scanters uh, was here right now, she would talk about how much she loved Saving the Last Human. Um, but yeah, I love all of their work. Really, really excited to play it. But the um, feeling on the on the you know the secret Facebook group was twofold. One, yeah, even as developers, who's going to buy this uh, at full price, knowing full well that things are discounted really, really fast these days. And secondly, is this Sony using, um, well, they refer to this as a canary in a cold mine 
uh, strategy of just seeing, throwing this game out there and seeing whether users are going to go for this, which, you know, is a, um, it's a brilliant, 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 brilliant game, but it's not a um, massive franchise yet, right? Um, and while they're a game with, uh, while they're a company with an exceptional reputation, they're not a company who AAA gamers uh, are looking for the next release from. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really interested to see who how this does. I hope it sells a billion copies because they deserve it. Why would they pick this one as that canary though? I, I don't know. I think some of the theories were that it's like it's that far out on the you know the extreme. Like if people go for this, uh, then they're not like. If they go for something, if you put the you know the Last of Us four out, then the argument would be yeah, but people are going to pay any price for that anyway. Uh, but this is a really really well reviewed title, um, but it's not by a studio with a um, a reputation uh, for triple A titles. They have a reputation for exceptional uh, digital titles. And they're an indie studio still, or at least perceived as that by some people. Well, best of luck to them. I'll be crossing my fingers. I won't be yeah. able to support them, will I? Because I don't have <laughs> PlayStation 5. So, No, um, we wish we could, whiskey. Sony. Yeah. Uh, but someday I will play that, and someday I'm sure uh, I will fall in love with it. Now, uh, this could be uh, the Sony section of the show. I just want to talk about um, a couple of things that we've discussed in previous shows. Last week, we mentioned that the uh, the lead on Days Gone said that uh, if you love games, you should buy them um, at full price. Um, did you see that this week Sony announced it's going to be next month's PlayStation Now game? Oh, really? Sorry, sorry, PlayStation Plus game. <laughs> now, these these things tend to be planned months in advance, but I would like to think that that was a response mm. <laughs> to them. All right, then we'll show you. Uh, but hopefully it'll get more uh, more people playing it. Um, I'm certainly looking forward to when it launches on PC. Uh, but the actual news story for this section, um, we'll update. And, and so we discussed... Um, last week, and that's the problem with pre-recorded. It's more convenient for us, but it can make mean that we're out of date by the time we air. Mm. And I'm not sure if you saw this, Steve, but last Monday on Eurogamer, Tom Phillips wrote, PlayStation has dramatically U-turned on its decision to shut down the PlayStation 3 and Vita digital stores following fan criticism. In a statement issued this evening, PlayStation boss, boss Jim Ryan admitted, it's clear that we made the wrong decision here. The PSP store will close on the 2nd of July this year as planned. So that's a sort of slap in the face of PSP. Store. But yeah, uh, I've started playing everybody's golf on the Vita again mm. because um, I was getting my Vita back in order. Turns out I didn't need to. So what's going on there? Like, I... Can I... So my uh, naive assumption is the reason that they shut these things down is because barely anyone's using them. And at that point, the company mechanics of keeping these things alive i.e. the people they have to employ just for store maintenance and the basic server costs are costing them more than the income here um what's turned that around well there was definitely um a lot of outcry about certain games which were going to be unavailable for purchase legitimately um mm -hmm. uh once the stores were shut um and so uh, potentially 
presumably they were surprised about it. I would, I would, I would add to your um, reasons about them wanting to shut it. Um, it's my understanding, and this is speculation. I, 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 I don't know this um, for sure, but the PlayStation stores have never been as um, robust as um, as they should be, uh, and and because they've been cross generational, actually. You know, PS3 and Vita and PSP all having, you know, all sort of overlapping does mean that if you wanted to sort of totally refresh the store, maybe make it, you know, sort of sort some things out that it's been lacking in the back end, um, that you, that you probably would need a hard stop on the legacy platforms at some point. I don't know this, like I say, speculation. So I would imagine that that was partly behind, uh, some of their impetus to, uh, to, to basically draw a line under it so that they could uh, continue to develop um, storefronts that were more active. Mm. Does that mean they can't do that now? I, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it would it would mean that they if, if they were to do it, it would probably still take longer, you know, whatever it is that they're doing um, or, or whatever it is that they hope to introduce. So, um, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't... There was clearly more to it than... Um, just uh, not having consumers using it because of the outcry. You know, p- people clearly are. People clearly are interested in it. Um, so, yeah, only Sony knows, Steve. Two uh, CD Project Red stories. Um, they are <laughs> they're separated by a uh, one headline on Gama Sutra's uh, news roster. So there's a CD Project story, another one, and then another. CD Project Red story. The top one is with over three hundred and three million dollars in profit. CD Project boasts its best ever year following Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Of course, this is a story that we uh, talked about last week on the show. Said they were predicted to have their best ever year. And then two stories down, CD Project Red refunded thirty thousand copies of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven wow. in a two point two million dollar refund campaign so those are two numbers there uh those refund uh those refunds cost them 2.2 million dollars but that is a drop in a 300 million dollar ocean um good for them that's um that's a lot lower than i imagined given the all the hoo-ha i mean again talking about stores uh they basically changed their policies sony did didn't they and Mm. allowed you to refund it without any hassle no matter how long you'd played it for um didn't they sell wasn't it something like eight million copies in the uh in the calendar uh, sorry since launch through to the end of the year basically in in a month um so of those thirty thousand got refunded that's um that that implies to me that things aren't as bad in cyberpunk world as the press like to make out well, I should clarify that that is just through CD Projekt Red's own refund campaign for Cyberpunk 2077, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, which was something that they ran when things looked like they were going pretty bad. It was a sort of a PR gesture of goodwill. Um, it aimed to grant players refunds directly from CD Projekt Red in cases where they were unable, unable to return their games through the retailer from which it was originally purchased. So I'm not sure that this... Oh, okay. uh, this talks directly to those Sony uh, refunds, or even at all. Um, but still, it is a it, you know an indicator. I 
I tend to think that like we do two things: we overestimate the uh, we overestimate the the sort of scope of things based on the response that the internet gives. Right, the internet shouts loudly about everything and is not a representative sample of uh, the rest of the world uh, who tend to discover bugs in games and get annoyed and maybe just don't play the game anymore. Because the other thing we do is we underestimate the laziness of other humans, uh, which is like, ah, oh, should refund this, I should get around to refunding this. Oh, they'll probably just patch it in the future. You know, I'll play it next year when it's done. Uh, never mind. Especially when you pre-ordered something a year ago and you almost, you know, the 60 quid you've spent on it or whatever is just gone. It doesn't feel like actual money uh, at that point to some people. It's just, okay, fine. It's not out of this month's budget at least. Um, so yeah, I even though that's not all of the, by any means, all of the refunds, it doesn't surprise me really that the, uh, the refund figures aren't, you know, 95%, which is what you might think at some point given the uh, response during that awful launch week for that game. Mm. Well, uh, I hear, uh, which means I've read, um, that uh, CD Projekt are now... I've now fixed all the fixed the bugs, so the next patch is going to be new content uh, rather than fixes. So excellent news! Um, right, last news story for me uh, is from VideoGamesChronicle.com, written by Andy Robinson. Uh, the voice of Solid Snake, David Hater, has suggested that a Metal Gear Solid remake could be in development for current-gen consoles. The claim was made during a lengthy discussion with YouTuber Dan Allen, in which the voice actor said he'd been told that a new version of the Hideo Kojima classic could be in the works. <laughs> I was going to do a Solid Snake impression then, but, um, <laughs> I, but then I realised that I couldn't before it left my mouth. Um, I thought it was just a rumour until the day before yesterday, when I got a text from one of the insiders saying they heard it might be really happening, he said. I only had some confirmation that it might not be a rumour a couple of days ago, and even that was still a rumour. But now it's an industry rumour, so that tends to be a little more accurate. Hater added that if publisher Konami were to remake MGS, they would likely need to re-record Snake's voice work due to the age of the original recordings, adding that he thinks he can still pull off the young Snake <laughs> voice. They can't use the original PlayStation recordings because the sound card isn't anywhere near as good as today's consoles, he said. So what happens is you run those old, old tapes and you can hear traffic going outside and all this room noise because we didn't do it in the studio, we did it in some living room. It's a bit like One Life Left. Exactly right, exactly right. <laughs> we'll be remade by Konami years down the line. You've had some things fall over during the, uh, tonight's recording, Steve, haven't you? It was uh, that, that, a I chaos think, in your house. No, I think that was a. I think that was a, a shopping van outside my house. Oh, was it? Okay. Uh, outside my flat, um, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, coming back, back, back. Mm. That's exciting, isn't it? I hope it's not just for PlayStation though, because I don't have one. So, this isn't the first remake news we've had on the show recently. We talked about, was it The Last of Us that we mentioned? That's being remade. I don't care about that, though. Well, I've got a question, query Mm -hmm. about that. Maybe you're the wrong person to ask, given that you don't care about it. And also, (laughs) I'm the wrong person to ask the question, given that I don't care about your answer. But we're here now. Let's give it it a go. (laughs) Um, I I lent my PS4 out to a, a... listener the other day uh, you're, honestly what is this Steve you're too generous 
on, you know, there was a listener on our Discord, on our active Discord, who was talking about where to get hold of a PS4. I said, listen, we're family on the One Life Left Discord. Wow. Um, you know, we're trying to grow our community, as encouraged by our uh, Discord auditor, Dexter Byron. I thought, well, this is a good place to start. So I offered my offered my PS4 to this listener. He came around to collect it the other day. And I was going through my uh, through my games. So I was like, you know, might as well might as well loan him my games as well. And I found oh, one that was see. PS4, The Last of Us, remastered. And I thought, eh? Isn't that what we talked about on the show two weeks ago or whatever it is? Yeah. So this is actually the second time they've remastered. The Last of Us. It is. The Last of Us, was that was originally a PlayStation 3 game, wasn't it? Mm, and they brought nice. it out to PlayStation 4, and now uh, it's they're going to make it again for PlayStation 5. Presumably right. PlayStation 6 as well. And I think, as uh, as we talked about then, that you know this doesn't bother me so much. It makes perfect sense to me. In fact, I'm surprised we don't see it more often. Like, logically, um, Metal Gear Solid is, a, is so I hear... So I'm informed, a brilliant video game. It's very good. Do you think it is? I love it. Good. Um, and uh, there's plenty of people who just don't have access to it right now. Um, and whether or not you can make, you know, you can certainly make it shinier and, and uh, you know, sound better, clearly, without the sounds of, uh, <laughs> of shopping deliveries in the background. Um, regardless of that, the game design remains uh, brilliant and just bringing that back, it becomes a production problem rather than a, oh, holy crap, this sounds like a good game, but can we actually make it fun? It takes a lot of the risk out of it and uh, provides you with new content for your platform or platforms. Now, I assume this wouldn't be a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, well, I would hope not. No, the series itself uh, was PlayStation exclusive on one. Two, of course, had PlayStation and GameCube. Three is available on Xbox and PlayStation. Four is just PlayStation only. Mm. Uh, and five is uh, PlayStation, Xbox and PC. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Uh, but also, what sort of remakes are going to be? Is it going to be like what they did with uh, Final Fantasy VII? You know, big... Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. That's all by new, Steve. Yep, and the uh, the shopping's unloading again, so it's time for me to move move to the end of this section. Thanks, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry.
we're back on One Life Left. We are a video game radio show. We broadcast in London on Resonance 104.4 FM. We are also podcast. Uh, the show goes out on a Monday on the radio and then it's podcast on the Wednesday. Thank you very much to our under caretaker, Phil. Uh, thank you to our caretaking team. Now, caretaker Ben has been active on our Discord this week. Uh, wow. Have you, log- have you logged in, Simon? I have logged in. Uh, I've, yeah, I don't know. Well, have I logged? Uh, sorry, I have logged in. I don't know how to turn notifications off on my phone. So I do see what you lot are all wittering on about. Um, and that was one news story that I didn't cover was one where you uh, said, uh, here's a more tap for Simon to buy, the Evercade <laughs> home console, which um, I didn't give you the uh, the satisfaction of having me reply on Discord. I won't be buying. Um, that wasn't but I was me. Out- no, well, sorry, you, I'm talking about the Discord family. Ah, okay, sorry, you were okay. just looking just, at me. Just I in case, just in case they, they want to borrow it, borrow it from me <laughs> okay. down the line. No, um, I've been very impressed, actually. In truth, I haven't had the time uh, to jump on as much as I, as I like, as I would like. Um, but I was, I was with uh, the auditor, Dexter Byron, today, and um, I showed him some of the feedback from uh, his section in the channel Discuss the Show. Um, and I said, oh, yeah, people seem to like your bit. And he's like, right. He said, um, great. Uh, how do I get on then? So he couldn't find out how to get on. So then he took my phone off me and added me as a friend on Discord to invite himself to to. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure whether this is a process we need to follow for all new members. Um, and then and then said hello, didn't he? He did say hello. Wait a second, just to rewind. So our Discord expert couldn't work out how to get on our Discord. Well, because our um, invite isn't listed anywhere, that's that's a cross against us. It's in the it's show not, notes. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not on your website, Dad. He said we lost and, the and, website password. <laughs> so, I so wish I'd have known that. I would have told him. <laughs> if we've got any, uh, if we've got any website experts or or password experts out there. Just get in touch. Um, right. Yeah, uh, it was very exciting when he popped up on the Discord today, <laughs> our auditor. Um, um, I've just looked at the Discord. Um, he's 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 chatting. I mean, he's he? literally chatting four minutes ago. Okay. Uh, he said, uh, if you'd all like to know what I think of the Discord, I'll say what I said to STR. And then he corrected the spelling of my three-letter name okay. to S-T-E. <laughs> anyway, after misspelling my three-letter name, he said... Um, this is this is what he thought of our Discord improvements. Okay. I was looking at the server and see you made some good changes. Just a couple of things. <laughs> you could add bots that make moderation and ease of use better for your members. Uh, here's a link. Uh, also, on the introductions, you should add a six-hour cooldown to avoid people spamming. Maybe also add more roles to indicate whether people are co-host, moderator, or a listener. That was it. So I, I, I mean, it's good, good, isn't it? It's good from a 12-year-old. It was great. Also interesting was the fact that he posted an introduction uh, in Introductions, which seems to now have been deleted. (laughs) Oh, does it? (laughs) Where um, where he introduced himself as your son and um, said people should get in touch with him um, if they want to buy certain types of electronic data, which... You know what? I, I don't know. I don't know what he's up to. He seems to know what he's talking about. But when he's over, 
uh, and he's upstairs on it on uh, the the PC. He's obviously obviously I'm I'm logged in onto all of the devices in the house and mm. um uh, bu- 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 so um he. Uh, he mentioned when he came down for the uh, kilogram of roast potatoes earlier that he'd discovered a way to make infinite money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was on top of this morning when he decided that he said, did you know that there's um, a spray that uh, you could just put on any surface and it repels water? I said, OK, he said, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put that on sh- on the shoes and then you can walk on water like Jesus Christ. And I'm like, OK. <laughs> Cool, um, brilliant. But uh, yeah, so he's—I mean, so I saw that post where he was offering off, offering to sell three-year access to a Swedish VPN that he's managed to get somehow. Him and his mates. Mm. Um, but uh, I can tell you that he's been googling a few things this weekend. Um. So, how much does Blocksburg cost? I don't know what that is. I don't even know whether I should be saying that on the radio. Um, uh, he's Googled, you money your name in Latin script. Um, and then Latin script translator is up to something there. I don't know, mm. maybe some sort of motto for his for his business selling information. I think he's um, planning on conning the Romans. <laughs> There we go. I don't know what he's up to, but yeah, he's clearly he's clearly clearly up to something. All right. Well, um, anyway, regardless of all that, thank you very much, Dexter, uh, yes. for your Discord advice. Uh, I did encourage him on the Discord uh, when he when he DM'd me. I said thank you very much. Uh, keep keep auditing uh, because the fear makes us better. And actually, our Discord has grown. It's doubled in size over the last week. So yeah, you know, he's really helped us. It, well, he's certainly taking credit. I can tell you that. And the other thing that he said to me was, um, he said, what's a bunk? And I said, what's the content? He said, well, look, on the Discord, he said, he, he said, it's just old people on there. And and um, one of them said, stand by your bunks. <laughs> and that was Tony Gallon. And I said, well, it's because, you know, like the idea that you're being, you know, that you're being inspected by, you know. If you're in the army or something like that. Oh, okay. Anyway, yes. But thank you, Dexter. And it's great to see the Discord. Genuinely great to see the Discord so healthy and active. Uh, if you've got suggestions, uh, they should email team at onelifeleft.com. It's time for the letters. Email messages and So it might look like we only had one letter this week. But, actually, did you see that letter? Because I did I think, see that letter. Okay, good. So your spam filter's unfiltering this week. Yep, no um, problem. But we actually had a letter direct to the Discord as well. Interesting. Because, because we've, got, um, we've got a mailbag section where people can post letters. And, Dexter, that folder is rate-limited. Stop people replying for six hours. So actually what happened is people tried to reply to it, could reply, but could only say one thing uh, for six hours. So there are some responses to that letter I can read out as well. But let's start with our actual email first. Uh, Zuba writes, dear team and SSG, with the controversial ideas of introducing the ESL, football fans asked for the titles of the big six to be stripped from them. This would have led to much of football history being rewritten without mention of said teams. 
I thought about this for the video games industry and how a change would cause a ripple across the industry. For example, if the Tomb Raider series was removed from history, would we be celebrating the 25th anniversary of the Legacy of Kane games instead? What if F-Zero AX was super successful? Would we be enjoying F-Zero NX on the Switch? Or recently, what if the free-to-play model was not successful? Maybe Epic wouldn't have the Fortnite money to disrupt Steam and Apple's monopolies on the market. What do you wish never existed or was successful? And what would the ripple effect of that change be? Love the show, Zuba. Um, I actually did read this. I thought um, for tonight's show, I thought I would read the letters instead so I could have an actual answer. And ironically, Steve, my honest answer to this um, I can't say. Maybe <laughs> at some time in the future, I will do. And I thought actually about doing a talk about it right. um, at some point. But yeah, um, I can't say at the moment. So I hope you've got a good answer, Steve. I don't. It's a Excellent. really good question. Also, the thing that threw me, because uh, I also read it earlier, was I've I, you know, obviously been on about how, how much I would love an F-Zero game on the Switch or on anything. <laughs> Uh, even if Nintendo just wanted to release one on the Wii, that would be fine. Um, but I can't believe I didn't come up with the title F-Zero NX. No. Oh, like, it's, I, it makes me even more angry that Nintendo didn't uh, didn't come up with that and go, oh, that's an easy win, lads. Let's, let's get that one done. Something that I don't believe... Something that I, you know, would like to erase from history and change the whole course of game... Games. I often, I often think that. So I, I have quite sort of mixed feelings about Connect. Uh, I think Connect's really interesting technology, like gen- generally. And I would love to know if Microsoft hadn't gone quite as hard as they did with Connect and forced it on everyone by putting it in the in the Xbox. And then had to row back on that, which essentially killed it dead in the water. I would love to know what they'd be doing right now with Connect, uh, because I think the possibilities for that, especially tied in with headsets, are really, really interesting. I think you could do such cool stuff with it. Um, but unfortunately, we, we won't know. So I guess that's my old reality skew. That's a brilliant answer, Steve, because, of course, they did that at the time when um, backwards compatibility wasn't um, as prevalent as it is now. And mm. at that moment, they were forcing the hardware as part of the main purchase onto a, 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 an, an audience that had no need to be loyal. Um, mm. and, that's, um, and that's why they jumped. Many of them jumped across to PlayStation, many of the previous Xbox owners. Yeah, I, I just think I, I think Connect has incredibly. It's one of those things that it's easy to be mean about, but if you stop and think about the possibilities of what it could give in, give you beyond slightly cumbersome controls for you know video games, no one wants to sit there and do a driving wheel gesture to control the car. Uh, but there are cool things we could do with it, and some cool things that were done with it. Um, and yeah. It's a possibility that we will not get to see, uh, I, I guess. Um, maybe ever. Maybe ever now. All right, I've got a letter here from the Discord. James uh, Parker, James Groundshatter on the Discord, uh, who does have a role, an SSG role. <laughs> that was implemented before our audit. 
Um, dear team and SSG, even though at the moment, even if there is an SSG, which there often isn't, they don't get to take part in the letters feature. I recently took delivery of my <laughs> Donald in brackets, Sindon light gun. It's excellent. Have you heard of the Sindon? I have, I have, yeah. yeah I've isn't it cool? It so, is cool. Did he, is, is he, is, is he mentioned which model he got? Um, he does not, but he, I, I do know he got, because he talked about it a bit more on the Discord, he got the one with the, um, the recoil. The recoil. Oh. Um, so to explain this is not what James writing but the Sindon light gun is an old school style light gun that works with LCD uh, TVs and uh, using emulators uh, you can go back and play those classics like House of the Dead or Point Blank or any of those things assuming you own the original ROM (laughs) Uh, you can go back and play those and it'll be like it's 2002 again uh, James continues my only regret is not getting to thus missing, missing the opportunity to pretend to be Martin Mathers during his Games Master glory days my question is are there any aspects of games you miss from the olden days that aren't currently accounted for by nostalgia bait remasters retro style titles or 1980s arcade experiences recreated in lifelike VR J Parks well there's many titles from the arcade era um that no longer exist in home format. Uh, the dancing games, you know, where was, I was once a two dance mat uh, household. Um, I really wish the early days of the Guitar Hero games was back, mm. um, you know, before they that was ruined Yeah, uh, by greed. Um, yeah, well, I guess that the, the common thread in my answer is uh, physical stuff. Mm-hmm. Same for me. Um, um, one of the things I often think about, which is weird because I, I really don't like this game, but one of the games that I think is almost impossible to emulate these days is Qbert because um, Qbert relies on diagonal controls and basically specific uh, controls to you know for that arcade machine. I really don't like the game anyway, so I want to play it. Um, but I guess there are some more uh, more games like that, right? Like the games that involve trackballs that you can't yes. play. Um, well, I've been um, I've been uh, casting my eye over uh, arcade cabinets because I, as you well know, I used to own all the arcade ROMs mm-hmm. in my arcade, and so yep. I thought you know I thought it'd be fine for me to get one that plays four thousand games, and there are certain models that you can get with trackballs on them. Um, now, uh, certain kits add maybe a hundred pounds to the build, maybe a little more. Um, and I thought, hmm, is it worth a hundred pounds to play, Mar- to, to not play Marble Man? <laughs> you know, what, uh, or Golden Tea. Those are the only two trackball games, mm. right? Um, that I would, sorry, obviously there, there were more, uh, Centipede and Missile Command, of course. Uh, just naming you two there, Steve. But uh, those are the only two that I would have any real consideration about going back and playing. Uh, now I have noticed that there is a that there is an arcade cabinet that has got well, you know, some of them actually on these on these um, on these main cabinets they are building in all sorts. You can buy some with um, the trackball, some mm-hmm. with paddles, paddles, so you so you can also not play pong. Um, 
And there's some with pinball buttons on the sides of them, so you can play the pinball games. I cannot wait to go to your shed and not play any of these. Well, exactly. <laughs> I did just think of a, another answer to this. Like, like probably my the true answer, the real answer, is that I really miss from the old days, which is completely gone this, these days. Uh, mystery in video games. I miss having a video game, and uh, the only way for me to find out what's inside it is really to explore it with my friends or to wait for the next month uh, for something in a magazine to come out and maybe in a tips column it'll tell me something about it um but these days if you want to know what's in a game within well a it'll all be listed out in the achievements that are possible for the game you trivial or b it'll be on twitter or reddit or somewhere else if you get stuck uh yeah, I, I I genuinely miss that sense that this thing that you are buying is a box of secrets and you may be the first to discover something in there because uh, that's just not possible anymore. I also miss being number one at something because uh, there's no chance of that in high school tables anymore, is there? Like no. You're happy if you're thousandth in the world. Good. Uh, well, that, that was a good contribution from the Discord family. It was. Thank you so much. Uh, hey, you... hey, hey, can we borrow off them? Borrow? Well, if you've lent a PS4 to a, or PS3 to a ah. Discord family, can we borrow the Sindon light gun off Jake <laughs> Yeah, we should have a, we, we've got, you know, we'll have a folder in the Discord called the library, where you can just <laughs> requisition anything off anyone, uh, but only seven items at once. All right. Um, if you've got any letters, uh, please post them on the Discord. Or if you can't do that, you want to do things old style, email team at onelifeleft.com. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. There's probably some music playing in the background. Simon's in charge of it this week, aren't you, Simon? I am, Steve. Don't you worry about that. Okay, uh, if you want to find out what that was or is, go to the website www.onelifeleft.com. That's where you can find the podcast as well. 
and in the show notes, it will tell you what this piece of music is. Can we Gotta not get on with it? On, on the Discord? Yeah, we should do, shouldn't we? Um, uh, it's time for reviews, isn't it? We've no yep. time left. All right, time for reviews. Simon, what have you been playing this week? I have been playing The Last Campfire. I have heard of that, but I have no idea what it is. It is the uh, game that is not No Man's Sky from Hello Games. Ah, that's right. Yes. Okay. It was the surprise announcement of a Nintendo Direct or an Indie World um, last year. Uh, I hadn't got around to picking up a launch. I waited until it was on sale, Steve, because I'm that type of person. Of course. Um, It's really lovely. You play a little ember um, who is uh, lost and he needs to um, find a number number of souls. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, And also, it turns out I'm not sure how because uh, you're supposed to go through a series of puzzles um, I'm only in the first area and I've had to look at the internet to see <laughs> I can't progress um, which I felt a bit grubby about doing and now I've seen what I missed I'm a bit annoyed that said it's really lovely it's a beautiful looking game full of really interesting characters um, the narration is particularly strong it feels very magical and actually, um, you know, the challenge in my mind isn't, uh, or, or in my experience, sorry, hasn't been not knowing how to solve the puzzles, although, you know, they've certainly been a challenge. Uh, it was wondering where to go next because the game was strongly implying that I needed to do something in one direction. It turns out I need to be in the other. Um, but yeah, like super cute, lovely, uh, magical uh, puzzle adventure. Um, yeah, I, 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 I understand it's not too long. Um, I will be continuing it. 7 out of 10. Do you feel like there are more of these sort of games these days? Because I'm sensing there's definitely been an uptick in just gentle exploration, kind games, over the last couple of years. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, this, uh, this certainly reminds me of a lot of games that I played over the last couple of years. Things like Hob, I think, is very similar. Um, Pine... Um, yeah, certainly, the, you know, they give you a world, they give you um, the opportunity to explore, explore it only once you've successfully rotated some blocks to be in the right position. Can you? So, mm. um, but yeah, no, I think I think they're popular, and uh, yeah, th- this is, is this is a really lovely example of them. I've been playing Say No More. Have you? Hmm. Um, drawn to it like I was with that cloud game, whose name I can't remember. Rain on your parade. By the My name. Parade. Yeah, which yeah. I, th- you know, with the cloud game, I thought was clever, even though I can't remember it now. Uh, say No More is a game in which you have to say no more. Uh, it begins as essentially a single button game, and that single button does one thing it yells no at people. Uh, you play an intern in their first ever job. Uh, at a company whose uh, purpose is unclear and uh, you're constantly being asked to do things and uh, you know it's typically an intern's position (laughs) an intern's role to just say yes and agree to do anything and this game in in kind of a a, a nice 
way is encouraging you to go, no, that's not okay. No, I'm not going to do that. No, no, no. So people approach you, you hit space and it yells no at them and they bounce away. They're flawed. Later on, the controls uh, become slightly more sophisticated. So you are introduced to several different types of no. The cold no, where you just go, no. Or the weary no. She's like, no. Uh, or you're <laughs> you're introduced to little moves that you can do beforehand. Like you can nod, like you're going to say yes, and then go, no! Uh, <laughs> which, which, you know, really breaks people's hearts. It's all pinned down with this, uh, this nice office, uh, ridiculous narrative and some beautiful over-the-top animation. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I spent about an hour... Uh, ish with it earlier today and got I reckon probably halfway through the game it seems quite short I would say I got stuck uh, that was the point when I stopped playing I really didn't know uh, what I was meant to do in this situation the game does allude to that earlier it says yeah you just gotta try stuff until stuff works um, and I think that's the point of it really it's a it reminds me quite a lot of uh, Japanese PlayStation games. It reminds me a bit of Parappa the Rapper, which I described on the Discord as, uh, you know, 6 out of 10 gameplay, 10 out of 10 atmosphere. Here the gameplay is pretty simple, but that's not the point. It's the joyful journey through the universe and the silliness uh, and the atmosphere. I really, really enjoy it. 7 out of 10. Yeah, I was annoyed by that game when uh, I, because when I, I, I uh, part of my job is to find new games to publish, and mm. when I heard about that, I was like, oh, that sounds cool, but they already had a publisher. They, I spoke to them about their next game, and it was as ridiculous, um, <laughs> with a really crazy title. Talking of which, I had a meeting of, before we ran off the show. I had a meeting this week, uh, so obviously we've, we've been working from home a lot, and you know, I have been wearing trousers, Steve, but I don't need to. Um, you know, given that I'm just on a Zoom call with my upper half, what have you. Um, but I had a meeting this week and it was with two guys. One was in the States uh, and he was wearing a collar. And we were waiting for the third guy to join. And I said, oh, you've got collar on. I, you know, I was just wearing a T-shirt and I made a joke about how casual I was. The third guy joined. Um, and as he was coming in, I said, let's... Um, Let's uh, let's take a look at you know how how casual he he will be and whether it will make me feel better or not. Anyway, he um, he arrived and I didn't describe it as this, but it looked like a dressing gown, and I was like, oh okay, <laughs> definitely. Like he's he's certainly more casual than me. He was in hospital with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So there we go. That's dedication. We are One Life Left, a video game radio show. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, thank you, of course, to you, Simon. Thank you to your son, Dexter, for his and to uh, you, Discord Steve. advice. We will see you or speak to you next week. But until then, goodbye. 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 <laughs>